Good evening, I'm Vincent Price. I'm going to be your host for this evening. The Halloween season has always been a particular favorite of mine. Because, well, because terror is so exhilarating. Did you know that Halloween is one of the oldest holidays? More than 2,000 years ago, Celtic priests held ceremonies to honor Samhain, the Prince of Darkness and Lord of the Dead. They believed he released the souls of the dead to return to Earth on the night of October 31st. Later, people celebrated All Saints Day on November 1st, and October 31st became known as All Hallow Even, and today, Halloween. It was said that music would drive evil spirits and demons away. Tonight, we may learn how effective music can be in combating evil forces. The air resounds with tuneful notes from myriads of straining throats, all hailing Folly Queen. So join the swelling chorus throng, forget your sorrow and your wrong in one glad hour of joyous song to honor Halloween. trying to reach what number is this what number are you trying to reach i don't know well i think you have the wrong number do i it happens take it easy <laughs> hello i'm sorry i guess i dialed the wrong number uh, well, so why'd you dial it again to apologize you're forgiven bye now wait wait don't hang up what Podcast. Uh, I don't know. Mine is friends with benefits with Chris and also Chris. I'm Chris. I'm also Chris. We are your friends with benefits. Hashtag FWB Podcast. It's Halloween season. And we've got plenty of tricks and treats to go around. If you don't believe us, just ask our dear friend, the Crypt Keeper. The closest thing to dead air you'll find on the scare waves. <laughs> That's right, it. Not only is Halloween season, not only is it Halloween season. It is our Halloween special. Yay! 
because there will not be another episode before Halloween. So uh, we are officially making this our Halloween special. And now that we've had legitimately four and a half minutes of intro. It's fine. That's less time that people have to listen to. That's song. true. And, and also, I think that, uh, go, go ahead. like the sound of that Vincent Price guy. Do you think he's going to, is he still doing stuff? No, you'll, you'll never hear from him again. Oh, that's a bummer, man. Yeah. That's a he, bummer. He, his career will never amount to anything. Um, good voice. That's about it. Um, never, never hear anything about him ever again. Uh, we also have one more thing uh, as part of the, when we close this episode, we are going to have celebrity we're going to have a celebrity give Halloween trick-or-treating safety tips so when you think the show is over and we've done our wrap-up you're still going to see that there's time left and you're going to be like what what is left don't oh just hang on till the very end because it's going to be it's going to be worth it so uh, as the intro says I am Chris I am also Chris. Yes, that is correct with that S backwards. Like the Toys R Us are, it is. Because together we are once again back in. And you know what? We're going to play it again because we're not. We we played it to the label once, but we're going to do it again. Uh, we are back in the FWB Podcast Worldwide Headquarters. We are the number one rated show on the entire talk nerdy to me podcast network we are the number one merch mover i have a, i've heard on good authority that in the next couple weeks there's going to be an up to 35 percent off sale on the t public store so be looking for that where you can get cheap cheap merch cheap price not cheap quality it's actually top quality merch at a reasonable price with our faces on it how could you not love it it's, there's something for everybody. And yeah. on top of that... Man, if you don't want something with our faces on it, well, fuck you. Yeah, like, just go, go to hell. We we don't want you around anyway. You can rot in hell. Um, GFY. Yes, hashtag GFY. That needs to be uh, another shirt on our <laughs> store that we haven't we haven't done yet. But that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll make one. Um, we're trying very hard not to get canceled on our tea public store for like the eighth time. If you want to know the truth, but yeah. Oh God, I'm running out of email addresses. Um, but together we are your friends with benefits, buddy. I missed you this past weekend in a big, big way. Well, I missed you. Yeah. Uh, I missed being there. I, I really did like, I um had a good time with the fam. Yeah. Had a good time. Uh got to hang out in the budding metropolis of Henderson. Got to see some cousins I hadn't seen in like legitimately six to eight years. That's cool. So it's been a it's a, you know, as uh as the shitty song says, it's been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. Um but no, it was a good time. I, you know, it's the first Scarefest I have ever missed. Really, I was so, I was talking yeah. to uh, I, one of the new owners, and uh, uh, which I'll talk about in a second uh, how that came to be. But I was like, yeah, this is the like eleventh or twelfth that I've been to the, the, that I've been to 
and not officially covered, but like, you know, talked about. So, um, oh, yeah. It's been good. Um, you missed a fun show. Um, I already told you about one interesting character that I met. Um, I'll tell you the, the best, the best cosplay of the entire thing. Hands down there. There's, there's one cosplay that just ran everything. Uh, it was a guy who was, uh, he was doing Bernie from weekend at Bernie's. Nice. And he had like the track suit with like the, like the, 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 the classic shoes. He had the fake mustache with the sunglasses and the hat on. Right. But he had the Walkman and he was like walking and he was like bobbing to the music the entire time. Like I, he never broke character. And like when people would ask for a picture, he would just kind of lean on them. And then like when they were like, got it, he would just like, just start bobbing to the music again and just walk off. He never talked ever. <laughs> Dude, he was in character the entire time and it cracked me up so much. It was so good. Respect. Dude, it was it was incredible. Like amazingly well done. So that guy, uh, if he's listening, I know he is. Uh Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's like number one cosplay by a mile. It was by a country so, mile. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was it was so good. Like there was there was a part of it where uh, I was walking around with uh, with Julian and like we just like walked behind him for like a good five or six minutes, just just watching him interact with everybody. And like people would be like, "Oh, that's awesome! That's so funny!" And he just he wouldn't acknowledge anybody. Like no, no compliment, no comment, no anything. Like the only thing that he would do is like when people would say, can I have a picture? He would kind of stop and they would like pose and he would just kind of lean on them. And then he would just keep on going. It was amazing. Like fucking awesome. So good. So, so good. Um, But yeah, that one that took, took the, took the cake by far. Um, my only complaint about the entire thing, and it really wasn't a complaint. It was just a funny interaction. So I, I got there, you know, on Friday and went to the, went to that parking lot where, where we normally park and the gates are up. Right. And I pull in and I'm, I, there's a car, I'm behind a car that is already stopped at like the, the, the thing where you push the button and get the ticket. And from my car behind them, I can see a piece of paper that's taped to it that says, parking is free, continue moving. And this woman is, like, hitting the button to try and get a ticket. And, like, she opens her door, her car door to, like, get out and start hitting the thing. And I'm, like, looking, I'm looking at this paper that I can read from my car behind her. And I'm, like, it's free. It's free. Just move along. Like, the arms are up. There's nobody around. And she's, like, looking, trying to find somebody to help her. And I'm, like... Just go, just go, just go. And finally, she's like, I'm just going to go and gets in the car and drives and parks. And I was just like, thank you. So Saturday I get there and I'm like, got the media pass. The way it always works is you pull in and they, they're like, you know, $10 or whatever it is for parking. And, and we're like, we got media badges. We hold them up and we're like, Hey, we're, we're media. Uh, and they let us through every time. Mm -hmm. And like in the, like I said, in the, I think, 11 years, 12 years that 
I've been to Scarefest, uh, and the that's like the I think seventh year that we've covered it for the show. At we, least, yeah. In, in the in the seven years that we've we'll say seven just for the sake of it, like in every single year that we've we've had media passes, we've shown them they've never made us pay for parking. They're always like, "Cool, go ahead." So I pull up, and the lady's like, ten dollars." And I was like, oh, yeah, and I hold up the media badge, and I'm like, yeah, media, and then, you know, they said I could park here, and she's like, oh, yeah, still got to make you pay. And I was like, really? I was like, I've never had to with the media pass. They always say that we can park right here, and it's fine. And she's like, no, it's for, this lot is only for, uh, the only people that don't have to pay are for people who are staying at the hotel. Everybody else has to pay. And she's like, even yesterday, they made everybody pay. And I was like, no. I said, yesterday I parked right over there. The gates were up. The The sign on the thing said parking is free. So I was like, I parked right there yesterday for free. And she's like, well, I have to make you pay. And I was like, where can I park for free? And she's like, well, you have to go all the way around the building and park down there. And I was like, cool. And I just drove up, went to the stop sign, took that left and went around. And I just circled around and I went to that lot and parked. And I was like, and I left and I was like, now I can't go back and be like, and pay the $10. Cause I was like, at one point in there, I was like, it might just be worth to pay the $10 and just be done with it. And, but then I was like, now I've been kind of an asshole and I can't go back. Yeah. Because I'm like, I, I only was kind of an asshole because I was like, she like blatantly lied and was like, we made everybody pay yesterday. And I was like, uh, actually, no, you didn't. Because like legit, I parked in, I, I can see the spot where I parked yesterday for free. Man, as a matter of fact, a lady was in front of me trying to pay and it wouldn't let her. So I don't really want to hear that that you may you charged everybody for parking yesterday because i know that's a lie this is bullshit yeah i was like and i i was like i've i said i've been i've been coming here i said i've been covering this i was like this is like my eighth or ninth year whatever it was i made up some number it was close but it was just i was pulling it out of my ass i was like and i've never had to pay and she's like well today's the day and i was like yeah no i was like i'm just gonna circle around and go to that lot and I just drove off and she's like, okay. And I know that they were like, they were watching me to see if I was just going to like go straight through the stop sign and park. But I was like, no, it ain't worth $10 for me. Like it would have been funny, but I was like, I know that they would have pitched a fit. And I was like, it's not worth the, it's not worth the trouble. Uh, so I was like, I'm just going to go around to that lot. And, um, you know, but no, it was it was good. Uh, it was it was it was fun. Um, the whole the whole show was great. Um, they did a um, uh, uh, they, they, it was bigger than last year. Like they had, they used the entire uh, all that floor space, and it was it was it never felt like there, there were a ton of people, but it never felt like overly crowded. It was really good. good. Like they, they they had the flow down. Like like the the flow of people was really really good. So uh, like it never felt like it bottlenecked really bad or anything like that. Because some cons will do that. Like it'll you know there'll be like one or two spots where you're like you don't really want to go there because it's gonna bottleneck. Um, 
but it was organized really well. They had like all the vehicles in one spot, all the celebrities basically like all the way across from that. And then the food, the food area was in a different spot than it was last year. And it was like really open and really nice. Um, so that was really good. Um, so yeah, it was overall, it was a really, really fun time. Um, I'll tell you by the one thing that I bought the, um, every time I go to a convention, I buy like one thing that's super unnecessary, but I buy it anyway. Um, I, I made one, I got one, uh, Friday, the 13th VHS, the first one. Um, okay. So that, that starts the collection. They had, someone had the entire set for $200, but I felt like I could piece it together for less than that. Um, yeah, you can definitely piece together for less than that. And, um, uh, one booth had part three for $40 and part seven for 30, but I felt like those were overpriced. So I didn't get them. Um, I bought part one for 15. I'll, I'll, I'll give the price on that 15, which I thought was pretty fair. Um, it's in great shape too. Like it's in really, really good condition. Um, and it's one of like the, the old school cases. It's not one of the, um, uh, like there's that red case, like that red slip cover. That's like, they, they put that yeah. out in like the late nineties. That's not that one. It's like the original one, um, with like the old school poster with like the outline. Um, so I got that one, uh, 15 bucks. That was pretty cool. So, uh, there's a, there was a guy that was selling like one sheets, right? And, uh, so I'm like, I'm walking around and, uh, the one that is facing out is the, um, uh, Jason takes Manhattan. I heart New York slashing through. Fuck. And I'm like, Oh no. I'm like, Oh no. And so I walk in and I'm like looking at all the other cool stuff that he's got. And I'm like, Oh, how much are the one sheets? Cause nothing, none of the one sheets were marked. And he's like, Oh, the prices, uh, the prices differ depending on each one. And so I just like pointed at it and he told me how much it was. And I was like, especially for a convention, it's, it, it was, it was very fair, uh, because I eBayed okay. it and I'll text you how much it was. Um, cause I don't really want to say on the show. That's fair. Um, but I looked at it, it had no pinholes, no tape damage. Um, it had never been folded. It was, you could tell it was always rolled because it didn't have any fold lines in it at all. Um, so it was in really, really good shape. And I asked him and he told me how much it was. And I just dropped my head and I sighed and I said, roll it up. I said, I'll take it. And so I, I like, I, I eBayed him and like the cheapest one on eBay that was close to that condition was that price. Well, that's fair. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and do it. I thought about for like a half a second, I thought about going and getting Kane Hodder to sign it, but I was like, maybe another convention when I think about it a little more, maybe I will. But for now, um, and it was, it was one that was like, yeah, it, it was, it wasn't a, it wasn't a dupe. Like it was a, it wasn't a repro. Like it was a legit, like it had been hung up, um, it was one of those recalled ones. Like it, it was from 1989. So it was like, it's, it's got some history to it, which is pretty legit. So, um, years ago I had talked about how, like, that's the one poster. Like if I were to get a Friday, the 13th poster to hang up, that would be the one. Um, and so I was like, fucking let's do it. Let's just do it. So I did. So I did it. 
those were the those were my two items that I bought. I didn't buy anything else. Um, I I I I went back and forth on getting those other two VHSs, but I thought, um, just I can get more for the same price. I can get you know other copies for less. I can get them like in a lot or something. You know, for yeah, like I can pay forty dollars for a lot and get at least two and not get one um just by itself so the guy i I will give props to that guy uh i have the card somewhere from um the from that booth that had part three for 40 bucks because i was like oh like oh i said oh that's awesome i said you know i have a project where every time i go to a convention like i'm trying to get all of them on vhs and he goes well here take this card he goes you know this is our website blah 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 he's like that code starts monday and it's 15 percent off everything plus free shipping Holy shit. And I was like, cool. <laughs> so you just talked yourself out of a sale today. Uh, but I will probably go online and buy that from your site for 15% off on Monday. Bye. So 15% with free shipping. Yeah. So I was like, it, you're literally like, cause, and he was like, yeah. So, uh, you know, the prices are as marked, but on, on Monday, they'll all be 15% less. And I was like, then fucking why? Like, I have so many questions. Like, why? Why not just mark everything and give me the fifteen percent off at the show so you don't have to carry it back? Why make me wait? So it was just it was just dumb. It was and, and like why why not wait for me to buy it and then say, Hey, if you want to shop anything else on our website starting Monday, here's a fifteen percent off coupon. You know, here's a coupon code to use on the website starting Monday. Thanks for buying something from me. No, he like literally talked himself out of a sale by giving me a discount code. So um the card is somewhere. I have it. I got to find it so I can name him. You should have just him. been like, hey, if you give me 20% off right now, I'll buy it from you. <laughs> so you don't have to pack it up at the end of the weekend. Yeah. Um, uh, so um, now I don't know where the card is. I'm going to have to dig it out of my my bags from some from my. Uh, I got it, I think, downstairs. But yeah, the um, so yeah, he talked himself out of a sale. Um a bunch of independent, um, uh, independent theater, uh, like independent movie production places this time, which was great. Uh, the bootlegger nice. was back. That's cool. Uh, the bootlegger was back. Uh, I'll give you an update. Uh, no clown house on Blu-ray. I asked, um, Good. they have it on DVD. They had it on DVD and I almost bought it, but, uh, I was like, do you guys have this one on Blu-ray? And, and she was like, now, uh, so I was like, all right, cool. Never mind then. Uh, but she gave me the, sp- the, 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 the the best spiel for bootlegs I've ever seen or I've ever heard. Uh, try and justify the existence of you selling a bootleg D, a DVD is because uh, they had like all the regular stuff, you know, like uh, the Star Wars despecialized trilogy and like Disney's Song of the South, um, Blu-ray and all that shit. Uh, and she goes like, while while we're looking at them, she goes, yeah, these are the uh, out of circulation. Um, like these aren't in circulation anymore, so they're really hard to get. Um, but we've got, you know, all these copies of them. And I was like, that's a really weird, that's a, that's a clever way to turn the phrase of we have a computer with a Blu-ray burner. Um, because legit, like you, if you look in the uh, the the despecialized edition set, you open it up and like the first one just says um, uh, "New Hope." The second one, they just wrote "Empire" 
on the disc with a Sharpie and the third one just says Jedi. So it's not even like they're writing the full movie names. They're just writing like a shorthand, which is real funny. Um, so I thought that was great, but I was like, don't, don't, don't bullshit me and try and be like, um, oh, um, you know, it, uh, they're, they're just, they were in circulation for a while, but they're not now. Uh, we, we just bought them. They're all out of print. Like, no, they're not out of print. Like, they're just like you, you downloaded them online and then you burned them to a disc and that's it. But clever, clever way of saying it. Yeah, nice try. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was just funny uh, that that was the uh, um, that was the spiel. But uh, no, overall, fantastic Scarefest. Had a great time. Um, uh, it was it was great. Picked up a few more stories for the next live show. Um, so that that was good. Um, but overall, just a really, really fun time. So uh, it was great had somebody uh compliment my um uh the stuff shirt um because she, like, yeah. she was like oh it was actually the, the place where i bought the um uh poster from the one sheet uh and she was like oh i love this stuff she was making a um uh like a, a like a face scrub based on the stuff and she was oh, like, shit, like, like awesome. yeah, like she pulled up like these pictures. And she was like, she's she was designing the um like the the canister for this facial scrub to look like the stuff container. Uh, so I was like, that's that's rad. Like that, it was super cool. It was super cool. So I was like, I was just like, you're my kind of people. So it was fun. Uh, it was it was a good time. So, um, but yeah, you were missed. Your your presence was missed. Um. Did you make it down on Sunday? No, I ended up like by the time I got home, it was like one forty-five. Ah, yeah. And I was like, I just, I just didn't have it in me to. Yeah, that's late to get down. Like, there. Basically, just basically just get like get home, unpack, and then just like turn around and head back down. Yeah, that's well, and that that does a lot of extra travel, and um, you know, especially like you know, pretty much downtown Lexington packed traffic. Cause that was, that was the thing that kept throwing me was I would, I would throw all of the, um, uh, the, the addresses into my GPS and it would be like, you know, 3.4 miles. And I was like, Oh, that's not far. And then it would say 18 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's gotta be wrong. Like there's no way that it's going to take me 20 minutes to go four miles. And sure as shit it did. So <laughs> I give it credit because it was like, and, and it wasn't even like all of it. It was like, I had 1.9 miles left and it's like when you get into the downtown and then it's like, it just slows way down. So, um, no, I get that because yeah, even something that's super short, um, yeah, it takes a long time to get down there. So, um, I understand because yeah, if I had gotten back after doing all that driving and it was close to two o'clock, I'd be like, I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. So I understand. Um, so that's what you missed. It was fun. Um, but that's okay. Because we'll get them next year. Yeah, Henderson was uh it was Henderson. Got a <laughs> brewery and 
Wow. And that was that was cool and see some family. Yeah, no, that's always fun. Like that's that's fun and that's good. Uh trust me. Uh getting to see family um is it can make even a a less than fun visit worthwhile uh, to be able to see some family. Oh, absolutely. So, so um I hear you like all good. I'm I'm glad that you had a good weekend. Thank you. I'm glad you did and, too. And I got to watch uh, at least part of five Friday the thirteenth movies. <laughs> because I got back to the room I got back to the room on Saturday and uh, like by the time I got like I left and I got food and I went back to the room. Like they was finishing up uh, part eight uh, on TV and then it went to part nine and then it went to the reboot and then it did the first one and then it started the second one. And that one's uh, like halfway through the second one's when I fell asleep uh, and then I got awoken up by the bug, um, which that was a whole other thing um, that I told you before the show, uh, which mm-hmm. you'll have to hear the live show. You have to come to a live show. Uh, to hear that story because uh, that one I actually made sure with this hotel story to take pictures. So um, <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, but uh, well, yes, you took one hotel picture from the other one. Yeah. I felt like I had to on that one. That one, there was no other way because, well, that one was also mostly because I was like, this might become uh defense exhibit a that I might need. Yeah. So like, I might need this, you know, for, you know, my, my, uh, defense project. So I don't know. Uh, it was to, to absolve me of a crime. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the first crime being the, that whole establishment, but, um, a crime against me, but, uh, um, also, uh, ne- next time we go anywhere, I get to pick the hotel. Yeah. 100%. Uh, <laughs> without a doubt, it is all you baby. Uh, you pick it and we'll go. It'll be fine. We'll we'll reserve it online so we don't have. There's no like last minute whatever, uh, and it's good. Uh, it'll be good. But um, but yeah. So uh, no, I like. I know we we had talked about you know this episode. This is the last one before Halloween, so uh, we wanted to make it a Halloween centric episode, and so we had been talking uh, about like what we wanted to do, and um we had, we had kind of decided on like scary stories and stuff like that. And, uh, because I have this like heartwarming memory of being in, um, being in Cub Scouts. And, uh, it was like good Cub Scouts. It wasn't one that like they would make a documentary about. And, uh, I remember like we were all, like everybody in my my troop was like really good friends and so one night we were sitting out um in one of the people's backyards one of the kids backyards and uh who was my best friend at the time um and um we had a a big fire going and we were reading stories from scary stories to tell in the dark and it was like that was that's one of my like core childhood memories of just like how much fun it is uh to tell scary stories and stuff and so we agreed on that and then i had another idea halfway through the day that i didn't tell you about that i kind of want to do with you and i hope you're not mad 
No, I don't give a fuck. Let's because because I well I want you I want you also because you're really big on like the because I was trying to like rack my brain for like good scary stories or like no sleeps or whatever that that I could share, and I was like, I don't have a ton, I don't have a lot, but what I do have is like creepy segments from unsolved mysteries that I can oh. share with you. I have I have okay. I have several that are like that I saw as a kid that have like messed me up and like I still think about at random points to this day. Uh because they're like so unsettling and so creepy. So um I figure like I would love to hear some of your favorite, you know, no sleeps, some of your favorite, like, scary stories, all of that. And then I would love to share with you a few of my favorite scary unsolved mystery segments. Goddamn, dude, I'm so in for so, this. I thought, that, I thought that would be kind of cool uh, because, you know, I've been watching a shit ton of, uh, if you have Pluto uh, TV, they have an unsolved mysteries with Robert Stack channel. Um, also, like, all, all, I think all the episodes are on Amazon Prime. But uh, or a ton of them are. But um, yeah, Pluto just plays them like twenty four seven. They have a channel that they just play random episodes all the time. And so I threw, I, I like, I had I had it on today for like fifteen minutes uh, with one of them that I want to talk about today. Um, and I was like, that's when it hit me, and I was like, oh shit! Like I should just, I should talk about some of these because uh, I think that that would be friggin' cool. Uh, so I thought that might be really fun for a little bit. Yeah, I fucking love that idea. Yes, I can't. I can't have a like my. I don't have as creepy of a storytelling um, aura about me as Robert Stack, but I'll try. Um, um, I'll 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 tell you one uh, that's an easy layup one that um, is is an easy one to get into. This is uh, there's the the segment that is the basis for no matter what he says the basis for the opening scene of jeepers creepers yeah and so basically um and somebody had a video up on youtube that like compared the two and how they are like so similar it's the exact same story and actually uh there's a couple of shots that were in the unsolved mysteries reenactment that they used in the movie so it's like way too on the nose because if you see the if you've seen the new jeepers creepers movie like that opening where they kind of redo it i'm gonna spoil it because the movie's fucking terrible um like they basically the first like five or six minutes of the new jeepers creepers is like the the opening of the first one but it's with two different people it's like with an older couple and they change a couple of things from the first movie to make it almost exactly like the unsolved mysteries segment. They add a couple things that Jeepers Creepers took out from the unsolved mysteries segment. They add them back in. And, um, when, when I was watching it, I was like, I wish they would have just licensed the, the unsolved mysteries segment. Yeah. And then been like, Oh yeah. And then, you know, that, that was what they say was the basis for Jeepers Creepers and blah, blah, blah. But, 
when I think about it, I'm like, you know, known pedophile and horrible person, Victor Salva, has never admitted to a lot of things, but he's also never admitted that um, he basically he ripped off that segment for the movie. So licensing that footage would basically be acknowledging that he ripped it off and would probably open them to a lawsuit or whatever. Uh, so I realized why they couldn't do it. But if you watch that opening segment, it's fucking terrifying because basically it's the, the beginning of Jeepers Creepers where it's, it's a, it's a husband and wife though. And they go on like this, the, they always go on a Sunday drive. And so they, they, they're Sunday driving through the countryside and this like, um, old school van comes up behind them and is like driving erratically and going all crazy all over the road and like honking the horn and goes around them basically and and just speeds off down the street and uh they play the the license plate game and the first two letters of the license plate on this van are gz and so the woman's like gz geez he's going real fast Geez, he's going so like she they, so it's like she does that to like kind of make him laugh and so they keep on going and there's this abandoned school and uh with a water ta- like a little water heater next to it and uh so they drive by and they see the van pulled over next to the the abandoned school and the guy's got this bloody sheet that he's like shoving into the ground and so they Ooh. get they get freaked out and uh the truck or the, the van comes up behind them and like does like runs them off the road basically and so they pull off into this like side road and they wait like four or five minutes and they finally like calm themselves down they're trying to remember the license plate they can't figure it out and so they get back on the road. When they go to get back on the road, they see the van is like right ahead of where they are and the guy's switching out the license plates. And so they go back like to... That. Yeah, yeah, that's shady as shit. So they go back to the school because they're like, what if someone's hurt? There was a lot of blood there. And like when the guy's changing the license plate, the, the passenger door is open on the van and there's just a shit ton of blood on the on the door. So, Jesus so, so the, the wife is like freaked out and the, the husband's like, we got to go back and see if there's anybody that needs help. That's a lot of blood, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they go back and they find the sheet like stuffed into this like animal hole. It's like a fox hole or a mole thing, whatever. Um, like they find it like jammed in there. And what they don't know is that earlier that day, um, a kid had called 911 because uh, it was Easter Sunday this day, and um, a kid had called 911 because their father had come to pick them up for visitation because the parents were separated. They didn't want to go, and the, hus- the, the, the father and the mother were arguing, and the father basically like beat the shit out of the mother in front of the kids knocked her unconscious and then dragged her out of the house saying that they were going to the hospital. And that was the same guy and he had killed his wife. And that was him like disposing of the evidence. So the police had two separate calls the same day about the same guy. They just didn't know it was the same case basically. Um, But don't like that. 
but like the guy basically like went on the run and like started a new life um in texas this was in like i think it was michigan um and so he starts a new life like in texas and they they're slowly piecing together like where this guy is the story like if you look it up if you look up um uh jeepers creepers unsolved mysteries on youtube you'll find it but the guy's name hold on i'll tell you the guy's name because it's creepy as shit um jeepers creepers unsolved mysteries um it's um and they they featured it again on like the um uh uh when Dennis Ferrer Farina hosted it but that whole series is bullshit. Uh you want the Robert Stack one. Um but it's mm-hmm. uh Dennis DePew is the guy's name. Uh season 3 episode 20. Um and it's um yeah Dennis DePew and he killed uh his wife Marilyn. Um but that's the um that's the story that inspired the beginning of Jeepers Creepers. And like, it's unsettling as shit when you watch the unsolved mysteries, like it's terrifying. Fuck me, dude. Yeah. It's creepy. Cause like you've told me about it before, but you've never gone into like that much detail. Yeah. It's like, and like when you like the more you watch it, you're like, it's, it's like more and more, horrifying like it's like the more that they tell you about and there's a lot more to it that i'm leaving out um but yeah it's creepy as shit uh definitely worth watching i believe it's season three episode 20 but if you look up uh, unsolved mysteries uh dennis depew uh that's the one creepy okay um so yeah god that sounds fucking oh just wait i got a couple more that are terrifying as shit yeah, so if we're doing if we're doing it like this, then you know I, I feel like I have to go with the thing that's tattooed on my leg for the first one. <laughs> for, um, and you've heard me talk about this ad nauseum. This isn't going to be a surprise to you. Uh, no end house is one of my absolute favorite, and what I think is an insanely unsettling no sleep creepy pasta, whatever the hell you want to call it, story. Um. So basically this guy gets a message from his friend and he's like talking about the no end house. And the thing is, if you can make it through all 10 rooms, you get $500 and no one's completed it yet. Excuse me. Sorry. So the main guy is going to like, he's going, he's going to go check it out. He's going to, you know, he's been told to go, goes into the first couple rooms and it's like the first one's literally like plastic uh bats and like fake cobwebs hanging from the ceiling and all that kind of bullshit and then like the second room you know he goes in there's just a chair and the lights are out but then like you know the lights go out and he can feel something in the room with him and like the closer it gets to him like the more and more he's like trying to like stay calm and not freak out. And then he goes into the third room and that's where I'm going to stop my description because it's so fucking worth reading. If you listen to the show and you know, one of us and you have any interest in reading, uh, I'll send you a link. If you know me, if you need to get a hold of Chris, he can get a hold of me or I'll probably just send him the link. So he'll have access to it. And if you want to read it, just let him know. Absolutely. 
So it's Absolutely. so goddamn good. Love like it was, it. And I was so stoked because it was one of the seasons they did of Channel Zero. That's right. Yeah. How was the uh, adaptation, by the way? Was it worth? They they did it in a completely different direction, but I I honestly kind of appreciated that because in the show it was more of an urban legend. Okay. And was this like phenomenon that would just like show up in random places. Oh, that's cool. So. That's sweet. Yeah. Like that. Um, I'll have to read it and then watch the adaptation and see which one I like better. Cause I like the sound of both of those. So, um, all right. This one freaks me the shit out. I'm listening. So this is a, a story of, um, and as I, uh, when, when we used to had take family vacations, you know, we would drive and we would stop at like the rest areas and it was always like my family and, you know, we would drive in, in our car. Um, so I'm watching this episode of Unsolved Mysteries. I can vividly remember watching this segment as a kid to the point where, like, once I realized that they were on Amazon video, like, I looked up what episode it was so I could watch it again. And I lost my shit when that segment showed up on one of the Pluto episodes. So it's this husband and wife again, and they're driving their camper. They're, they're retired. Like they drive cross country. Um, they're in Canada. Uh, not that it really matters, but I lived in Maine at the time I first saw this and it was a pretty close area of Canada, like close enough that it freaked me out when you hear the story. So they, they're driving their camper and they park at a rest area overnight. Because uh, they're like, we're real tired. We're just like, that's the reason we have this. So we're going to park here. And we're going to keep on driving tomorrow. So in the middle of the night, uh, there's a someone's just pounding on the door of their camper. And they're saying that it's it's the cops. They're like, you know, police, open the camper. Like, you got to move it. You got to move your camper. Open the door. So they open the door. And it's this dude. Is this this guy. And he's got a gun. And he, Ooh. like, he robs them. And, um, like he, he takes all their jewelry and all that stuff, takes their money and he shoots the wife. He ends up shooting the wife. Uh, the husband jumps out of the camper and like, and rolls underneath it to try and hide. The guy jumps down and as he's looking for him, another car pulls into the, the rest area the guy and like stops because he's like, what the hell's going on? The guy that robbed the, the the couple shoots the guy that pulled in, just flat out shoots him, kills him, um, and then gets in his van. He he gets in a in a I think it's a blue van, uh, and just tears ass out of the um out of the rest area. Like goes the wrong way coming out and and like and leaves. So the guy, the husband's alive and he flags down a trucker and, you know, the trucker goes to like the next day because this was like, you know, the, the late eighties. So there was, there weren't cell phones or anything. So he, he gets off at the next exit, calls the police who then come to the rest area. Uh, so the guy gets like a really good look at him. They, they release a composite sketch 
And the guy's like, this is him. Like, this could be this guy's driver's license photo. It's so good. Like, it's so detailed and shit. They never catch him. Jesus Christ. And, like, the cops are even, like, they're interviewed, and they're like, this is a case where, like, nobody did anything wrong, and, like, we are we have nothing. He's like... The guy did everything right. Like when, you know, you're trained that when, you know, the police knock on your door, like you open it, like you listen to them. Uh, in this case, this guy just got like the, the the woman got shot for it. The guy got a really good look at him. We have a really detailed picture, um, you know, that we put out there. Like we we canvassed everywhere. They had an eyewitness for the van that got a partial license plate and they still couldn't find him. And so, like, it's like they did every single thing right, and this guy is still out there. So I vividly remember exactly where I was as a kid when I'm watching this, and they show, like, the map of how close he is to Maine, like, how close this incident is to basically the Maine border. Not really realizing, like, geography and all that shit and, like, you know, <laughs> the border and all that stuff. Um, but having them be like, and he's still out there. Like, that scared the shit out of me as a kid. And it still does. Like, if you watch the segment, like, it's creepy as hell. Like, it is super creepy. It is um, episode, season five, episode 21. Uh, it was 1991 that it happened. Um, but, yeah, like, he got a really good composite image of him. They got a partial license plate because this guy was, like, happened to be driving by. And he's like, I saw this blue van, like, tear ass out of the um the rest area he's like i i saw the first like two or three he had the first couple uh digits of the license plate still nothing so the guy's still out there somewhere jesus yeah it fucks with me man see the downside is like you can go into a lot more detail than i can um because another one of my favorites is something like a less is more situation yeah. And I really don't want to share anything aside from like two small details about it. So first off, if the title doesn't fuck with you, <laughs> I found a letter from my stalker. Oh boy. Yeah. I don't like that. I'm just going to read you the first couple lines. All right. I saw you today. It was your birthday. You didn't see me. You hardly ever do these days. Your Yikes. skin looked so nice and healthy, and your eyes, they were the most beautiful I'd ever i would ever seen them. You've grown so much, I remember how different you used to look when you were younger. I remember the first day I met you. It was four years ago, I was sitting at my desk, head down, listening to the teacher rattling off names for attendance. The teacher called out a name I didn't recognize, and a stranger's voice answered from behind me. Was there a new student? Just gonna that that's the opening. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Don't like that, but I'm gonna have to now like I'm I'm legit like I'm literally searching for this right now. Because an evil link right please now. do yes, because that's creepy as shit, and I love it. Like, that's the stuff that, like, I absolutely love, but also it terrifies me a little bit. If I had a, uh, I don't know, how 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 would I react if I had a stalker like that? I would feel, 
on one hand, I would be like, I would feel it would feel great that I would be important enough that someone. No, you wouldn't. I, no, I don't no, know. I kind of would though. No, you wouldn't. I don't know. No, you wouldn't. I don't know. No, nah, dude. I, I, I had one like my senior year of high school. I don't know. Like, no, you wouldn't. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, if they sent me like pictures of us photoshopped together, I don't know. I would be like, that's sweet that you took the time to do that. <laughs> You think that (laughs) until it actually happens. Oh man. All right. We're going to go to season four, episode 16 of unsolved mysteries. Now I'm going to, this one, this uh, segment is entitled dial a for abduction. This is probably the, this is one of my like most unsettling ones right here. Ready? Because I'm like, if this, imagine being in this scenario. All right. April 4th, 1991, 20 year old Angela Hammond is talking to her boyfriend from a payphone. She describes a suspicious man who's circling the block in his green pickup truck. And he stops next to her before she screams and drops the phone. Her boyfriend, who's on the phone with her, jumps in his car, right? And he he, he hauls ass to that scene, to where she is, to that payphone. As he's getting there, he sees the pickup truck going the other way. Like it passes him, right? So he slams his car into reverse but it blows the transmission. So he, he, you know, calls the police. He ends up getting, you know, in touch with the police and tries to describe this. They, the police think that it's a made up thing and that he did something to her. So they spend a ton of time and they spend like a lot of their resources and stuff, not looking for, the actual person, they think it's him. They think it's a cover story and he's just like making it up. So, but he, they, they eventually stop that because a, a witness comes forward and, and describes the truck and like says what they saw. So the, um, as it turns out, like there's, there's evidence to suggest that it's linked to two other cases. It's in Missouri. Um, there's two other open cases in Missouri that are a murder and a still to this day unsolved abduction that also happened that same year that um, now she's a part of. And so I'm just like, can you imagine like the, the absolute, like the the range of emotion that's going through his mind when he's like terrified for her so he gets in his car he goes to help her he sees the truck that has abducted her and he's like shit here we go like i got this he goes to reverse he blows the transmission in his car and has to watch it watch it drive away and that's the last time anybody sees it Nope. Like how? Don't like that. How? How shitty is that whole situation? Like, 
for her, obviously, but also for him because he's like another one of those things where he's like he's trying to do everything right to help, except for he probably shouldn't have inserted himself. But not the point in that time in that moment. That's a thing that like, man, that's got to be like the the worst, the absolute worst. Uh, yeah, and that segment is so well put together that like you you leave it and you're like, I want to solve this case for this guy. Yeah, uh, that one is yeah season season four episode sixteen, uh, dial A for abduction. Um, I've got one more. Um, go go ahead with your next one because I'm actually still trying to like narrow down my last one. All right, uh, season three episode one titled "Unknown Arsonist." This is one of the most famous segments. So it's 1989 and a father and son are walking on the side of the road or they're, they're good. They're good. They're on the, the, on the side of the road in Stockton, California. They see a, a camouflage jacket. Um, so inside one of the pockets of this jacket is a video cassette tape. And, they haven't seen All Hallows Eve yet, so they don't understand why you don't just put in a videotape that you find. Um, so they, they get home, they put it in, and it's a it's footage of a burning house and over top of the filming, the, there's a narrator who is ba- is the person who set the fire. And the person who's narrating it is like, you know, they're, they're talking about like how they set this fire and like, you know, it's, it, the, the arsonist is, is describing and like, you know, being proud of the crime that they have committed. Um, it's super creepy and, and can we talk about that real quick about like how fucking scary that is? Yeah. About like like occasionally I'll watch like the Snapchat videos or Reddit videos or something. <clears throat> and it's like someone talking about like like bad behavior in court and you'll see these people who were like uh like one was this guy, what like the judge was reading everything was being charged with. It was like murder of like three people. And the guy's like sitting there just rubbing his hands together, listening. Ugh. And it's like, Oh, so like he's cool with just that. Yeah. He's fine with it. Yeah. Like that's the kind of shit that's like, that's the really, really creepy shit. Yeah, that stuff, I don't like that. And yeah, like the way, if you hear it, like if you watch that clip, or if you watch the segment and they, like they play it, it's super, super unsettling. And like the way that they're talking about it, it's like they're in a trance about just like being so proud of their handiwork. It's really creepy, uh, super unsettling. And like you hear it, and it's going to stick with you, um, you know, for a long, long Long time. Uh, very unsettling. 
<sighs> and that wraps up my Unsolved Mysteries segments that you should watch. <laughs> okay. So I was going to just talk about and uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to talk about it because there's so many fucking stories that have been written about the OG and one of the like original most famous creepypasta ideas. Web series, movies, independent movies, and feature-length films oh. have been made about, and documentaries have been made about Slenderman. I knew this is where you were going. Video games, books, like, you know, it's... It's what kind of gave Creepypasta and No Sleep, like, the fucking name. And somehow, when I very first heard of No Sleep, one of the first stories I came... Like, somehow the first, like, four stories I came upon were um, a Slenderman story, No End House, and um, one of them, like, one of them was a gas station story, like, when he very first started. And... uh. The fourth one was just like one of those because they've been doing this weird transmission thing on no sleep for like seven years where he's like transmission number, blah, blah, blah. And they're non like they're all kind. It's basically like a no sleep anthology series, but that's not what I'm talking about. So. um, Like Slenderman got to start, I believe, like. On a Photoshop content or Photoshop contest and you know create this creature blah 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 someone came up with slender man no eyes no nothing he never moves when you're looking at him that's the basis of the character and i can't really think of a specific like story to recommend but what i can do is think of a web series to recommend and uh, you know you're you're a youtube uh, kind of internet deep diver have you heard of marble hornets Dude, I love the first, like, oh, gosh, like 30 episodes, uh, entries of Marvel yeah. Hornets. It gets real weird. Like, it gets off track after a while, but, it like, does, in the beginning, um, it's so strong. Did you ever watch the movie they did, Always Watching? No. Has one of the most creepy movie scenes I've ever seen. Um,. Because I think it's actually, I can't remember if it's Miles, I think it's Miles Teller, but I'm not sure. I, oh, it's the dude that, if it's not Miles Teller, I always get him confused with Miles Teller. Yeah, Chris Marquette, the guy that kind of looks like Miles Teller. Oh, uh, okay. Um, like, yeah, there's so much going on, and... Uh, there's, I'll tell you about the scene off air because it's the movie's creepy as shit, and that's and they have Doug Jones playing Slenderman in the movie. Oh, that's an instant win. Yeah, that's an instant W. Um, so Marvel Hornet starts off, and it's all about this guy who wants to do a. He's making a film for his film class, and he's calling it Marvel Hornets. And everything just kind of devolves from there. And th they waste no time with the Slender Man, like, mythos and lore and everything to the point where there's a fucking picture or, like, there's a shot of Slender Man in the first two minutes of episode one. Like, they waste zero fucking time getting to the story and getting to the point. It's so... 
so just worth worth watching and probably still to this day because I mean I've seen I've seen all of Marble Hornets, I've seen Always Watching, I've seen Slender, which is one where they can't use the name Slenderman and they can't um I'm trying to think like they can't they never really show it on t- on on screen because they don't have the rights for it. So and they they use this it's found footage and that you know they get around it cleverly every time they say Slenderman it gets you know um like static staticky on camera. Uh and I, I've unfortunately seen the Slenderman movie the like the major motion picture from 2018 2019 and it's probably one of my favorite letterbox review ev- reviews ever because it literally just ends with me saying fuck this movie. Ah. But yeah, no, uh, no. just anything Slenderman related, but especially Marble Hornets on YouTube. Um, I think you can kind of like dig through it. I, if you watch all of it, not even including um, always watching, I think it equates to like five and a half hours. You can watch that in a couple. Uh, you do it like in a couple chunks. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No shame in watching a movie or stuff like that in a couple chunks. I do that. No, not at all. Ain't no shame in that game. No. Ain't no shame in that game. One that I've never heard you mention, I want to know if you've ever... Uh, did you get sucked into the uh, the Candle Cove stuff? Uh, Candle Cove? <clears throat> I have honestly never actually read. I really? need to. I need to just... Because that ended up... That ended up on a couple like spinoff stories too, didn't it? Yeah, the the OG Candle Cove is really good, and then there's like a there's a a YouTube video that goes with it that's also really creepy. Uh, I found that one about the same time as I I found Marvel Hornets. Um, okay. Yeah, super good. So it was like a one two punch that I was like, damn, this is this is really good. It was good. It was good um, stuff. Send me the video for right. the Candle Cove thing, and I'll look it up. Uh, I will preface this. No End House is one of my favorite stories. Do not read either of the sequels that aren't done by the original author. Yeah, that's how you end up in trouble. Yeah. That's how you end up in trouble. Um, it's man, real bad. I love, I love Halloween episodes. This was fun. This was really good. It's always a good time. It's always a good time. Uh, it it does and bring our Halloween season to an end, which is sad. Ooh. It's always sad to see it go. But as you know, we always we're always talking scurry stuff and and stuff. So it's never never truly the end of um scary season around here. So um, yeah, we might not talk horror like next week. No, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll have a, uh, I've got a live video coming on the Facebook page, uh, this week because I'll be doing something. Uh, it's probably only going to be like a couple minutes, but it'll be like, uh, setting up the giant 15 foot stay puffed at the baseball park. Um, cause you know, I got to get a video of that going up. So, uh, look out for that. Uh, but we'll be back next week because right now we are. No, unfortunately, but don't forget, uh, we've got, um, of course, uh, after we get through with our closing, we've got 
um, trick or treat tips. Uh, so make celebrity. sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, by from somebody who embodies the, the, the term celebrity, uh, in every way. So, uh, fucking the greatest, the greatest set of trick or treat tips I've ever heard in my life. So we had to attach them to the show. We, um, we licensed them out. So, uh, with that, my friend, uh, take your, uh, Halloween three season of the witch pumpkin or skull or witch mask, whichever you prefer. And you throw it in the air like you just don't care because don't forget you can go to patreon.com slash FWB podcast if you like what you hear and you want to directly support us. Otherwise, share us with somebody that you like. That's all that we ask, man. Just share. Uh help help keep our numbers high. And uh, you know, just tell people about it. If you like us, if there's somebody that you think would enjoy the show, just send it to them. Just pass it along. It'd be great. We would appreciate it a whole lot. We would. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Fuck you. Um, but yeah, no, we'd appreciate it if you share us with people. We'd appreciate everything you guys do for us. We appreciate everything you guys do for us. And... As always, if you want to join in the conversation, hashtag FWB podcast on all your social medias. It doesn't really matter which ones. So, yeah, that's kind of all I got. That's kind of it. That's kind of it. I got nothing. Ready for the Halloween weekend. Ready for a good time. And until then, my friends, stay safe, stay happy, keep doing what you're doing. We'll be back next week with something to talk about. Probably, maybe, who knows. But until then, thank you for being our friends. Hold on just one second. Adidas, we know you're looking for new sponsorship. We're available. Low always, price. Always available. Always available. With benefits. You know, we've been sitting here and having fun. And and some people haven't been having fun. But I want to tell you kids something. Because kids mean something to me. I have bunches of them. There's a couple of rules you follow when it comes to Halloween. And these are the rules, and you're going to follow them because Hot Rod says so. First of all, when you go out there, you're going to wear something neon because it's dark and there's idiots driving cars. And them idiots are going to run you over. Some of them don't care. You're going to take care of yourself. Now, you're going to go and you're going to knock on people's doors that got lights so you can see. And you ain't going to go inside nobody's house when they offer you candy and close the door. You're going to stay on the doorstep and you're going to say trick or treat and you're going to say please and thank you. Now, when you get all your candy, what you're going to do is you're going to take your candy back home to your parents before you eat it. And then what you're going to do is you're going to have lots of fun and going to say to each other, happy Halloween trick or treat. See you next week. See you all next week, everybody. So long. Say oh, the kid with the small bag. Will you stop? <laughs>